Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Today, we are happy to have Claudine Patel, the CMO of Post-Consumer Brands. You can never take for granted, I believe, the ability to stay dynamic and the ability to just make sure you keep a pulse on what's happening. I do think data as resource or leveraging tools that can help you think ahead and be dynamic is super important. But a big part of that too, I think should be fundamental in all of us and in the teams in terms of how I try to cultivate is this idea of intellectual curiosity, because I feel like if you, at a point, especially in marketing, if you get too comfortable, that's when you're going to try to always stay on the tried and tested route. Welcome to today's episode of Brave Commerce. I'm Rachel Tippograph, the founder and CEO of Micmac. I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero. And this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. One thing I've always felt about our industry is that youth is the currency. That is so hurtful. As I enter my late 30s, this is something that I'm actively thinking about. And, and, you know, what I find challenging is that in the pre-pandemic world, when you had an office, you could cozy up next to the 23-year-old and like hear the music that they're listening to, see the apps that they're on their phone. But now that we're spending most of our time on Zoom, you don't have that ability to have osmosis with, you know, 22, 23 year olds. Well, when you're as old as I am, you do because it's in your kids. Right, right. So I guess I need to have some kids. (gasps) Yeah, but you're not going to get them to be 22 and 23 until a lot later. (laughs) But it is actually interesting because you're totally right. When (laughs) when I go to my kids and I was like, so so like what music are you listening to? Like, why do you want to know? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to really get a a good feel for culture. Like, mom, stop being so old. (laughs) So yeah, I'm totally with you. But, and it kind of brings up a little bit of the intersection between consumer and shopper, because as you move into your 20s, you move from just being a consumer, well, not into your 20s more than your 30s, but as, as you become an adult, 
you you go from not just being the consumer of products, but also the buyer. I've been buying cereal for my kids for, you know, since they were kids. Now that they're out of the house, they are both the consumer and the shopper. So that's where that intersection is of like actually making those choices to continue with the brands that maybe they grew up with or make other changes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I think about CMOs specifically, who I have so much admiration for, there's something about how they design their team, their days, and and even their objectives to figure out how to stay relevant and stay connected to the end customer. And with Claudine, you know, she's been at Coke, she's been at Reckitt, she's now post cereal. You know, in all of these examples, she's been able to somehow ensure that no matter how challenging or how big the PL is, that she stays connected to the end customer. And well, she does have a secret ingredient, and it's not the secret formula of Coke. It's it's that intellectual curiosity. Do you think that can be taught? Ooh, what a good question. Somewhat. But you have to be curious enough to learn. 100%. Well, on that note, let's learn how Claudine remains curious on the show. Claudine, thank you so much for joining. It's great to see you. No, thank you. Good to see you guys too. It's been a while. Indeed. One of the nice things is you're one of those people that Rachel and I have loved for quite some time. And so it's phenomenal to have you on the show. And a lot of it is because of the totality of your experiences. And that's where we want to focus some of the conversations today. Because you are an FMCG expert, I think to a large degree with a big focus on food. And you have played a leadership role at iconic brands like Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, Kraft, and now chief marketing officer at post-consumer brands. So since your first CPG gig more than 20 years ago, what's changed and what stayed the same? I kind of sound so old more than 20 years ago, but... Okay. I have been working for longer than you have. Have you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I um, I think it's it's interesting to think back to more than to your point, 25 years ago when I started my marketing career. I think what has not changed, and we, we talked about it, is marketing in service of the business, right? And I think the one thing that we forget sometimes as marketing folks is we operate in silos, but everything we do and everything we touch from a marketing standpoint impacts how consumers see our brand and how we build irrational love for them to want to, you know, live, breathe by what we advocate, right? What the brand stands for, what it means to them and what it means to their life. So that has not changed. I believe everything every day, you know, what my team does really is in service of that in service of making sure we deliver against business results. And with that, what I would say is a lot of it has to do with KPIs and, and leveraging data to make sure we continue to keep a pulse and a track on the business. Now, what I think has changed as a part of that is the evolution of how we get data and even the types of data we look at. I mean, now it's like data happens in real time and you guys are probably more aware of it than any anyone else. But I mean, just the, the pulse to be able to see how your marketing campaigns are doing, how your brands are selling. It's so easy to get the data really fast. And even dynamics have changed. People look at like uh, TRPs less now. People look at more ROAS and things like that. So I just think- Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, slow, slow down, Claudine. There are a lot of people here that probably don't even know what a TRP is. <laughs> oh, I know exactly. Which is interesting because there are some companies that still look at 
TRPs, right? And that's why I'm saying, I think the world has evolved and changed and we need to just evolve and change along with it. So what I think needs to always be there is not isolating marketing from how we drive business results, but how we tap into the data to understand how we are fueling our business results um, has evolved and changed. Just for the the listeners that might not know what TRPs are, can you please explain? Target rating points. And I'm not a media planner, but uh, you know, the formula is reach multiplied by frequency gets you to the number of people that are watching your commercial. Am I right? Did I say that right? <laughs> you passed the media test. Different type of test that currently is challenging, I think, people in your position as well as consumers is inflation. Yeah. It's hitting CPG brands, it's hitting the retailers, it's hitting consumer wallet. And there's a lot of talk of consumers right now switching from brand to private label. When you're sitting in your seat at Post, How do you put the brand in a position to empathize with consumers while also acknowledging that you need to run a business? I think the thing is, and I actually learned this in my days at Coke, where a lot of what you need to think about is the value to the consumer, right? How you deliver value to the consumer, that's not so much about price point, but rather what value do they see when they buy your product, when they bring it into the household, how it impacts their daily lives. I think fundamentally how we need to think about our business, because you're right, we're here to make money, is how much value can we offer to the consumer? So when we think about innovation, when we think about marketing, when we think about communication and messaging, it's always around, especially because I've grown up in food, how do our products deliver better nutrition for your family at a price that works? How do you deliver better user experience through your packaging? And then how you even like bundle or bundling options and in e-commerce is something that we've seen to be really successful. But I think leveraging those kind of tactics or thinking about the consumer through that lens of adding value, I think allows us to solve for both. Consumers still needing and wanting your product because they believe that it continues to fit with their lifestyle. And then at the same time, able to continue to drive profits for us as a business because we're conscientious of that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming, 
to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. One of the things that we've heard from a recent guest was, uh, how did it go, Rachel? Scrimp to save? Scrimp to save. No, scrimp to splurge. Yes. I'm scrimp to save because I'm just a cheapskate. (laughs) But it was scrimp to splurge. There are certain things you're going to cut back on and there are certain things you're not going to cut back on. Those things that you're not going to cut back on is things that you have a relationship with. And yeah. I always have found that I know you guys are are more than cereal, but if we just talk about cereal, so much of the equities of those cereals do sit in like, this is a brand for me. This is the box I want to put on my table. Yeah. Most people won't trade down their soda. No. And relative to other food categories, we're very affordable nutrition. Speaking of beverages, it was kind of interesting too, because which is why I learned the lesson of value and Coke, you know, when we were doing marketing, and this was like, what, 20 years ago, we were looking at some of the emerging markets where people have to think about every dollar they spend. And we started to advertise by bus stops. We found that people would always, to your point about scrimp and splurge, they would give up a dollar to sit on the bus so that they can get refreshed with a Coca-Cola and then walk back home. That's what we found. And actually the business did pretty well through that because we sourced from a bus ticket. Hmm. Interesting. Stealing market share from transportation, not Pepsi. Yeah. Stealing market share from transportation. Totally. I think it's a really good point. Talk about like, you know, transformation and, and share and all that other fun stuff. We talked about you've been around the block, but you're not old. <laughs> just to be clear, but you've seen things from lots of different perspectives, but now you're coming up on one year at post-consumer brands. So gosh, joining a job through a pandemic, going through massive amounts of macro issues, pandemic, war, cost of wheat, effects on brands, consumers, like there's just so much change. And so what's the most important thing that you've learned in your year here? And what can we expect to see from post going forward? Yeah, it's even in my year here and even in the prior year, things are changing so fast. You can never take for granted, I believe, the ability to stay dynamic and the ability to just make sure you keep a pulse on what's happening. I do think data as resource or leveraging tools that can help you think ahead and be dynamic is super important. But a big part of that too, I think should be fundamental in all of us and in the teams in terms of how I try to cultivate is this idea of intellectual curiosity. Because I feel like if you, at a point, especially in marketing, if you get too comfortable, that's when you're going to try to always stay on the tried and tested route. So to sum it up, I would always encourage the teams to build, you know, a level of intellectual curiosity that can never be satisfied. And then through that, what are the right tools? What is the right ecosystem you need to surround yourself with to be able to keep a pulse on trends, data, and be dynamic? And then for post, I think what's interesting is we can leverage quite a lot of these trends, depending on where things move. The beauty of our portfolio is we play in the premium space, right? And when I say premium, it's not Louis Vuitton, but it's the idea of branded cereals. Okay. So you need to make those little LV shaped cereals. (laughs) Do you realize what kind of a premium you could charge for that? I mean, forget about the trademark infringement, but like (laughs) that seems like a lawsuit ready to happen. (laughs) Look, if you made Waffle Crisp in the shape of the LB, I'd be just pretty happy. I have been trying to chase down Louis Vuitton for a partnership for quite a while now. So 
Louis Vuitton, if you're listening, you know who to hit up. Yes, please. Yes, because if you're looking to do brand extensions into cereal, we need to have a conversation about your brand. <laughs> but anyway, as you were, Claudine, sorry, you are a luxury brand. So we play in the branded cereal space, but we also play in the value space where we have multiple meal, which is more of a value play. And then we own private. We have a big play within the private label space so as well. So if you think about the spectrum from a economic lens, I think we cater to a pretty wide spectrum to be able to tap into our portfolio as and where the market moves. The other interesting thing is if you think about serving different types of needs, we have everything from natural and organic, the adult culture now is huge, to adult cereal. So I think there is just so much room for us to flex our portfolio. So we have, I would say, crafted our strategy to make sure we meet the evolving, not only consumer trends, but macro trends in the marketplace with where a portfolio has the ability to move as well. So if anything, I would say to expect from us is that we keep tabs on the macro trends to be able to leverage our vast portfolio to as and where the trends sway. I like seeing also that you're in the snacking space. Yes. You know, a lot of the things that you guys have been doing to just even rethink packaging and PPA and occasions, things like that, because my kids, when they were teenagers, cereal was a better snack than anything that was coming in all a plastic bag. Yeah. But just even the repackaging, I think makes a big difference too. Absolutely. Speaking of trends, the job that you had prior to post when you were at Reckitt, you did something that was fairly unusual in the OTC category. Mucinex launched essentially like a a very cool streetwear clothing line with well-known designers (laughs) And you positioned it as sickware, and it really made a splash within the category. Can you tell us more, like behind the scenes, what was the impetus for doing that? Yeah, you're right. I give credit to the team. One, I think we talked about intellectual curiosity. We talked about being agile and making sure we keep a pulse on trends and insights. One of the things we found was as we continue to evolve the way we think about route to market, right, and trying to experiment with different options including the DTC space. The idea of social commerce is an interesting way to test and learn a way into DTC, e-com, you know, and play in that space. So we looked a lot at trends. We looked a lot at even markets outside of the US. We even looked at Alibaba. And what we found to be really successful there was, you know, what Jack Ma did at the time with, you know, all his kind of social commerce initiative. And we thought it'll be interesting to explore that to see if we can get some learnings around how we tap into live commerce or social commerce as a means to learn more about the direct-to-consumer space with OTC. So that was, I guess, that gave birth to the idea of SickWord, where we wanted to be more, pull ourselves more into a lifestyle brand and figure out, you know, and through the learnings as well, because no one's going to, buy what they can buy off the shelves in a convenience store in a you know in a Walmart so what we did was we wanted to make it unique interesting and have a spin to be able to do the test so we brought a bunch of influencers in we collaborated with our agency to think about how do we come across unique news so we can attract people to come online and experience our brand and our products and I must say it did really well first of all internally from a culture perspective people were really fired up to think about testing and learning and being more agile as a muscle that we could build. Second of all, I think 
we had some strong metrics in, in terms of, you know, I think our sickware was sold out within 24 to 48 hours, which was great. One second. And what was the price point on that, Claudine? <laughs> it was like $120 for a kimono top, I want to say. And that had a big booger on the back. Yes. Oh, Mr. Mucus. I mean, the icon, whatever, <laughs> the mascot, whatever. I Because... FYI, I have it. Yes. There was a premiumization involved in that. Like, yeah. you're not saying it sold out and it was like five bucks. Yeah, it was Stephen Allen. Yeah, it was great stuff. It was Stephen Allen, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the thing was, we, we, we did learn from that. And that's why we pivoted back to taking the learnings to how we then translate it to e-commerce and direct to consumers in terms of influencers drive high ROI. So we want to con- continue to leverage that bundling as options, you know, and bundling with with even lifestyle products was an option, but we were pretty ahead of our time in social commerce. I believe when we did that about a year and a half ago, what we tried to do then is getting more popular now, which is the world is heading into this social currency within the metaverse, right? So I think it's going to keep evolving, but I want to make sure through that process in marketing, we continue to test and learn our way into the new idea of digital currency, social currencies, any kind of currency as we continue to evolve and how it impacts our brand and our marketing efforts. There's someone out there that would love an NFT of post cereal to have unlimited cereal shipped to their house every single week. I'm pretty sure of it. Yes. His name is Sam Hofstetter. He looks like Sam Hofstetter. Uh, well, Claudine, sadly, we're, we're at the very end of the show where we got to ask you our famous last question which is, what is the bravest thing you've ever done? Okay, I want to say I've done quite a lot of risky moves, I would say, in my entire life. So I want to say that there's not one big, brave thing. I mean, I've folks that know me really well know that I've raced cars in my early days. I've quit my career to get into fashion design. I left the corporate world to kind of venture out on my own for a while. I've moved across countries. So I I don't think the idea of bravery should be a one and done thing. I actually believe in taking calculated risk. And I encourage my teams to think about it through that lens as well, because that's how you learn and evolve and grow, right? And I would say just being brave in your everyday life allows you to experience things you're just not able to if you if you don't take certain calculated risks, I mean, not go crazy, but you know, I, I think that's important to, to set that as a core value and then go live both professionally and personally. I love that. A mentor once said to me, Rachel, what risk can you afford to take? And that's always been a compass for me. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Well, Claudine, Sarah and I are proud to know you, to collaborate with you. And thank you for sharing all of your insights on the show. Thank you. I, I, we have we still have to do that dinner one time because every time you're in a city, I'm not there. <laughs> I know. So let me know when you're coming to New York and we'll get Sarah involved. That may be the easiest. Yes. Well, no offense. We're not coming to you. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> no, but you know, the food scene here is pretty good in Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. I only eat kosher and there's one kosher place in Minneapolis. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, 
and get 10% off your plan. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of Truth, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcast new episodes come out every tuesday i do hope to see you there